just to clarify something really quick before this episode starts, this is episode 10. I don't know why I labeled it as episode 9. Oh, well, maybe there's a lot of shit on my mind. Who knows? Sorry about that. We can't win them all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 9 of the Super Like Me podcast. Oh, man. Feels good to do another podcast. It's always good to let shit out. You know what I mean? I got a lot of good reviews about the last podcast with our favorite porn star, web porn star, whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna call her. I wouldn't really consider her a, a porn star, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, a lot of people said that they felt my emotions and felt my heartbreak and all of that kind of stuff. And you know what? That's a good thing. I was able to transport you back to my very, very early 20s and stuff where I was still a star-crossed lover and just thought there was nothing but good in people. And since then, I'm sure a lot has changed and I've become very jaded and just, I don't know. Once you finally find someone that you connect with and stuff, hold on to that person get through fights, do whatever you can, because there's not a lot out there, that's for sure, especially when it comes to, like, the online internet dating and all of that good stuff. Um, I have a couple things that are cooking up in the future. One of my friends uh, just had a situation where she had a boyfriend for a few days, and he ended up seeing God while they were having sex, so I'm going to try to get her on the line in person, whatever we want to do. Um, it sounds like a very interesting story. Definitely want to hear that. And I got a couple other friends that say that they got some really good stories and we just all haven't been able to get together and stuff. And I don't know, life's always busy. And here it is the weekend and I'm supposed to have my daughter this weekend, but she came down with the flu. So all the best wishes and get better out there for my daughter. After she takes all of her medicine and gets that virus out of her system, she'll be over to my house probably on Monday or Tuesday. So in the meantime, I'm going to try to have a little good weekend here, try to hang out, go to the gym, hang out with Kate, watch some stuff, watch some movies maybe. I know uh, I just saw the movie Us last night, and... I know this is like a dating podcast or whatever like that, but I like to kind of like keep up with current events and stuff like that too. So honestly, my quick opinion of the film was it wasn't as good as Get Out was, but it was still watchable. Um, If I had to really, really think about it, I would say definitely rent it. I don't really see the need to go see it in the theater. Like I wouldn't even call it a horror movie. It's more of like a thriller. But uh, just keep an open mind, pay attention to everything while this movie's going on. There's a lot of little clues and stuff and little homages to other films, you know, other horror films such as like Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Jaws, of course, and just a whole bunch of stuff. So Jordan Peele is going to get better and better and better. But, um, you know, your sophomore release even with music is usually not as good as your, you know, your very first movie. So 
If you haven't seen Get Out, make sure you check out Get Out. But, all right, on to the main event. What we're going to do this week is we're going to focus on a couple different random dates that I had since moving to Porter County, Indiana. Now, a lot of you who know me personally know that back in September, my house burnt down and myself and my family were displaced for almost two months. And finally, everyone found a place and settled in and moved to Porter County. And the first person that I decided to just randomly re-download like the dating apps, I would say was like maybe the start of December. And popped on a dating site, matched with her. Can't really remember what her name is right now, but I know it's going to pop into my head any second. Vanessa. She liked to be called Nessa, which I thought was a little weird. Kind of reminds me of like the Loch Nessa monster. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so if I had to describe her from her photos, I would say like thin, bookwormy, you know, glasses. Didn't really, none of her photos, she was dressed like really sexy or anything like that. But you could tell she was in good shape. So she hit me up and we talked for a few days and exchanged photos and the first thing I really, really, really noticed was that she was very big in the church, like to the point where she went a couple times a week. And that's, that's all fine and dandy, you know, do what you got to do, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Um, I'm personally not into the church in any way, but I'm not going to discriminate against someone who, you know has their faith. So anyway, she wanted to meet and she wanted to go to Starbucks. Perfect. Perfect place. I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm a coffee snob, but whatever. You want to go to Starbucks? It's all good. We'll go to Starbucks. So it's pouring down rain in December and it's super cold. Like it might even be like sleet. I don't know. But I show up and she's parked right next to me and she gets out of the car and she's super shoot super shy which is always really cute um first thing she immediately says is how handsome i was and oh my god you're already like you know kind of making me shy and embarrassed but thank you whatever we go inside and i order my drink and she pulls out her phone and pulls up this like keto app and she reads off some ridiculous keto-friendly frappuccino type thing that has so little coffee and stuff in it that it was like $1.92 for this drink. So already I'm just like, okay, whatever. A little weird, but whatever. She's a cheap date. Awesome. Um, I do keto myself, like a lazy keto. So, you know, respect for her for trying to do her best. So we sit down and we start sipping on her drinks and she's going on and on about past relationships and guys and all these men that she meets. Like she's telling me that she's going out on a date every single day with a new guy. Like she can't find someone that she likes. And honestly already like the talk that she's talking is like completely turning me off 
and it's like, okay, well, you're telling me that you have a date lined up for the next day, so I need to, like, be on my A game to stand out. Well, no, I'm just gonna fucking be myself, and if you don't like it, you know, sorry. So, that kind of was, like, the first red flag. The second red flag, she asked me if I would go to church with her, and I don't remember saying an answer. I think I kind of just, like, pushed aside the question and moved on to something else, and that's when she took a sip of her coffee, and I noticed that she was missing her middle finger. So, of course... I thought I would have to ask what happened to your finger. And she goes on to tell me this story about how when she was a senior in high school, she had like shop class and she had just gotten her class ring and she was making something and all of a sudden the ring got caught and completely cut her finger off. So okay, no biggie, like whatever. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I was attracted to her. She was a very pretty girl, and she reminded me a lot of the girl Kaylee that I talked about in a previous podcast. Had the same kind of like bookwormy teacher vibe type stuff. So we just bullshitted and talked and stuff for, I don't know, it was probably like a good 45 minutes. And the next thing you know, she was like, All right, well, I'm going to call it a night. Later on, she texted me and was like, hey, just so you know, I want to cancel my date with this new guy tomorrow. Is it cool if you come over and watch a movie with me? So I'm like, oh, man, I must have made, like, a pretty decent impression, you know. So I kind of got, like, a little excited. I was kind of, it's kind of cool. So the day comes and she tells me that I have to meet her grandfather that she lives with. And she starts telling me that make sure you shake his hand, you look him in the eyes, you're very respectful, all that stuff. Fine with me. Like, I'm really, really, really good with parents. Like, that's no problem whatsoever. It's all good. So, I show up to her house, and the grandfather is not there. So, it's just her, and she immediately is like, let's go to my bedroom. So, okay. So, we went to her bedroom and she turns on the Hallmark channel and we start watching some Hallmark Christmas movie about these two best friends that are constantly dating other people but they're secretly in love with each other and they never like give each other a chance and then it takes a hard left and the girl gets cancer and the guy friends there for her during cancer and it's so sweet and this chick is like she's laying next to me and like I don't know it was just like laying in bed with your friend like I would kind of like put my hand on her hip or try to like pull her closer and she would kind of like push away and I went in for like a kiss and she tells me that she has rules and one of her main rules is she does not kiss with tongue until the seventh date. Yeah, the seventh date. Now, something about that is just super, super weird to me. Like, you could have picked such a better number. Like, why couldn't you say the fifth date? 
or the tenth date. Like something about just the seventh date to me seems so weird. And she's going on and on, and she's like, "Yeah, usually like I'll go out with a guy, and it'll be like two dates, and then he'll stop talking to me." And this, the whole time, I'm just thinking it's because you are not even kissing the guy until the seventh date. So, what's the deal? Like, you're 30 years old, and you're waiting till the seventh date. Like, is she a virgin or is she not a virgin? Like, I'm starting to wonder now. Like, it's totally making me think of, like, the scene from The 40-Year-Old Virgin where, you know, Andy is talking about, like, oh, let's wait, like, 25 dates until we have sex. So, I totally, like, have this in my head that this chick is, like straight up a fucking virgin which there's nothing wrong with being a virgin don't get me wrong like I've had virgins on my podcast just saying so there's nothing wrong with that but it's just the fact that she was super weird about like I don't know just the whole tongue kissing and these different rules that she had so we finished the movie and she starts talking about how hungry she is but she's only allowed to eat like a certain amount of calories and for dinner she was planning on having a thing of string cheese and it's just like okay now you're asking me to stay for dinner and you're telling me what's for dinner is a piece of string cheese all right cool so by this point I'm kind of like got it in my head that I'm just not into this anymore. And I've kind of like gone from, you know, being flirty and stuff to just kind of like, I don't know, asking her about life and just basically trying to hurry up until this movie is over so we could just end this date and, you know, go about our separate ways. Because, I mean, I'm not rude. Even if the date sucks, like, I'm not going to sit there and be shitty and, you know, look at my phone and be like, oh my God, oh my God, my grandma just like died. I gotta go home, like, this is, this is over, so, by about this time, the, the grandpa gets home and stuff, and she gets all excited, and she's like, oh my god, I can't wait for you to meet Papa, and all this other kind of stuff, so I meet him, and I was, like, super nice, and he asked me a couple questions about myself, and that was it, she hugged me, and she said that, uh, she would talk to me later, and I can go out. And I started driving home and I was just curious. I was like, this chick is talking about how she like sets up all these tons of dates all the time. So what if I were to check the dating site? Would it have that little online now button? Like, is this chick seriously online looking for someone new while she just had a date with me? And I popped on and sure enough, there was the little green circle that she was online. So that like solidified the whole thing and I was like, I'm completely done with this girl. Completely done. So I sent her a message and I was just like, hey, you're really sweet, but this is definitely not something that I'm looking for. And I just don't think that we would mesh up that well. So that was the end of Vanessa. And couple days later and this is gonna be the story that actually got me to finally decide to make this podcast 
And I've kind of been like putting off this story because I kind of wanted to have somebody in front of me like reacting to it. So I'm going to get set here. I'm actually driving and I'm about to go onto the highway right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause this for a second and I'm going to get on the highway and get things situated and then stay tuned for the second part. All right. Welcome back to the Super Like Me podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris. Before I get started on this next story, I'd just like to let you know that it really, really helps out when you review my podcast on iTunes or any other kind of like iTunes type things that you follow your podcast on. And it definitely helps when you share my stuff on Twitter, Facebook, invite your friends, all that kind of stuff. Like, I need your help. Like, it, it means so much when I get that little notification that says so-and-so has shared. Like, that's so sweet of you. It makes me feel so good. And it makes me want to keep doing this. And uh, obviously, eventually, I'm going to run out of stories. So if you guys have awesome stories and you want to jump on here and talk with me, just set something up. You know, you can contact me here. It's easy to find me on Facebook, Chris Barnhart on Facebook. Add me if you're not already added. I'm um, assuming most of you are already like on my Facebook and friends, but the few of you that have been like that I've found organically and started to follow the podcast, you're more than welcome to contact me. Like I would love to hear your feedback. That would be amazing. So here we go. We just had this conversation about Vanessa, the girl with one finger. Let's get a little weird. So a couple weeks after me and Vanessa start talking, maybe it was a couple days, I don't even know what it was, it doesn't matter. I get a message from this girl and I'm not gonna use her real name because it's really easy to look her up on the internet and find police reports. And I don't I don't really want anyone like sending her a message or anything like that because that's just, she has her own life and she's got kids and that's, I, I get it, you know? So. What we're gonna do is we're gonna give her a fake name. We're gonna call her Julia, okay? So Julia sends me a message. And from her pictures, the first thing I thought was, damn, this girl, super, super attractive. Like her face was perfect, her hair was kinda like, kind of like punky like she had a couple colors in it and very tan very like busty looked pretty good so she sent me a message and like it was like something super flirty she was just like oh my god you are like my jackpot please reply like I want to talk to you so bad so she was like super aggressive with the dating app you know message at first and I'm always into that. Like, that's always awesome. I Sometimes I don't like making the first move. Even if we were to match on, like, a dating site, it's nicer when the girl approaches me because then I feel like, you know, she really likes me and it's going to go somewhere. So we start talking, and the first day we talked, like, the entire day, and... She was super flirty. It moved to something sexual within 10 minutes. Like, within 10 minutes, she was like, oh my god, I have this cute pair of Ninja Turtle panties on, and she's sending me pictures of her Ninja Turtle panties. 
So, at worst, I was like, okay, this could at least be like a hookup type thing. But who knows? It could be something more because she kept telling me that, you know, she had kids, she was ready to settle down, all this kind of stuff. So we're talking and talking and talking and talking and we're getting along very well. Like she had good taste in music, good taste in movies. Very cool. So I went to bed probably at like one o'clock after talking to her like the entire day and night. And early, early in the morning, she sends me a message and was like, good morning, handsome. Just feeding my ego so much. So... I would say it was about 11 o'clock. She said she had to go to work, and this was on a Thursday. So I'm like, okay, cool, you know, thinking that she's going to tell me where she works, and she didn't. We're going to fast forward to about 12, and she texted me, and she was like, oh my God, my work is so dead, you should come up here and hang out with me. Now, at this point, I have no idea, like, okay, is she a bartender? Like, what does she mean, come up here and hang out with me? Like, there's a bunch of stuff running in my head. But it definitely was not what I thought it was. And she tells me that she works on works at a strip club on Route 20 in Gary. Now, this should have been huge red flag. And Chris should have definitely just called it a day and I didn't Um, she asked me to come up I said no she proceeded to ask and ask and ask and ask over and over like well into 5 p.m. she's still asking me to come up at this point she tells me that if I come up she will hand me X amount of money of her own money and I could use that money to hang out with her all night, buy her dances, just do whatever. So I'm thinking, I'm like, man, it's like five o'clock on a Thursday. I don't have my kid. I'm bored to death. Like I really have nothing to do. Do I really want to just go meet this random girl at a strip club? And I like fought in my head back and forth, back and forth before finally just saying, fuck it. And I drove there and I was sitting in the parking lot for a good five minutes before I decided to actually go in. And I went inside and this was the most dead I've ever seen a strip club in my entire life. Like there was not someone at the door taking money to get in. I didn't pay to get in. There was no one at the door to card me to make sure I was over 21. I sit down at a table and there's no girl on stage. There's no music playing. There's no customers anywhere. And I look around and there's two strippers that are at the bar smoking cigarettes. And they are the only girls in sight. I don't even see, I don't see Julie or Julia. So, I'm just like, I'm out of it. I have no idea what's going on. So I pull out my phone, and to my surprise, the bouncer doesn't give a shit that I'm on my phone. And I text the girl, 
And I was like, hey, I'm here. Like, what the fuck? What's going on? So she goes, I'm in the back. I was changing. So she comes out. And she's got on, like, a thong and a bra. And just your classic stripper outfit. And I'm already thinking to myself, I was like, this is the weirdest fucking first date of all time. So she walks over. And the first thing she says is she goes, did you feel that? And I was like, feel what? And she goes, just the connection when we locked our eyes together. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this girl on? Like, Jesus, like this is crazy. Now granted, I was like, I looked pretty good, right? I had nice jeans on, I had a flannel on, my sleeves rolled up so you can see the tattoos. Like, I looked decent. But here is this like, in my eyes, a very attractive stripper who is like losing her shit and that's when I started to think that this was all fake and that she was just kind of like bored and trying to get someone up there to like take advantage of them or get their money or something so like kind of my guards up but she starts talking to me and she tells me how attractive I am and how she's turned on and all this other, you know, BS. And it's kind of like, we're talking like we were talking on, you know, the internet through text messages. Like, it's very flirty. It's cool. Like, she's got a decent personality. Um, she was a smoker, which I kind of didn't like. So, like, every five minutes she's going up to the bar to have a cigarette. But, whatever. Not the biggest of deals. But... She comes back, and as she's smoking a cigarette, I look at her hand, and there is three fingers missing. Not just one. Three fucking fingers missing. After just going on a date with a girl with one finger missing. Like, what's going on in this world? You know, the first two people I meet in Porter County... Both are missing fucking fingers. Like, oh man, I don't even know what's going on here. So, I ask her, I'm like, so what happened with your fingers? And she tells me the longest story, which I'm going to condense here because I don't want this to be a fucking two hour long podcast. But she basically tells me that eight years ago, she was working at a speedway in Valparaiso, Indiana, and this guy who looked just like Channing Tatum showed up and was paying for his cigarettes and asked her out on a date. And she started dating him, and everything was amazing until one day he said that he had to make a run to Michigan City and she was going to come with. So he picked her up and they went to Michigan City and he parked at some trailer. And all of a sudden, he went inside this trailer and told her to stay outside. And he never came back out. For an hour and a half, she sat in the car, wondering what the fuck was going on with this guy. And when he came back out, he was all fucked up on drugs. And they fought the whole way home. And when she got home, she confronted him again and asked him what drugs he was on. And he said that he was on heroin. So, instead of her deciding, man, I should really get away from this guy, 
she asked him what heroin felt like and he proceeded to shoot her up with heroin to which she got a full-blown heroin addiction so at this point I'm like oh my god where is this story gonna fucking lead to and where are her fucking fingers so she's got a full-blown heroin addiction eight years ago and they're going on random drug deals together every single day and he's taking care of her and he's got all this money from being a drug dealer and they're having this like Bonnie and Clyde type fucking lifestyle and one day they have to make a delivery to East Chicago, Indiana and they pull into an alley and the next thing you know her fucking car gets riddled with 18 bullets five of the bullets get her in the hand and blow off her fingers another bullet hits her right in the part of her hair and she has to have surgery and she parts her hair right now and shows me this horrendous fucking scar and I'm just like oh my god this is insane so she is in this alley bleeding out and the boyfriend decides I gotta fucking go because I have a warrant and I'm not getting arrested for you so he leaves her in the alley bleeding out and the police come and the ambulance come and she gets whisked away to the hospital and stuff and out of the hospital because of all the pain she's in she now has a full-blown opiate addiction to painkillers and post-traumatic stress disorder and all sorts of other like pills she has seizures all the time so like she's telling me a million fucking things why I need to stop talking to this girl and I'm just like I'm in full dad mode to be honest like I feel bad for her I want to make her life better I'm like oh my god this poor thing let's go get a dance so we go to the back and like I said there's no one here there's like one bouncer and he's at the front door there's no fucking bouncers that are like watching us in this dance the one dance turns into three dances she's kissing me doing all this inappropriate stuff that we shouldn't be doing in the fucking room where you're getting dances at and once we get out of there we sit back at the table and by now it's like seven or eight and she tells me that she has to work till 11 but she's so turned on that she wants to fucking leave and go hang out with me so she fucking tells her boss that she's not making any money she don't want to be here anymore and she fucking leaves and she tells me to wait in the parking lot and she tells me she goes they watch me when I leave to make sure I'm safe she was like wait like five minutes and then leave go this opposite direction that I'm going and meet me at the Speedway parking lot okay now I'm like this is like dangerous type shit and I don't know it's fucking turning me on whatever I'm reckless as fuck anyone who knows me knows when it comes to like dating I'm fucking probably not the smartest man in the world so I meet this girl at a fucking uh, at a Speedway and at the goddamn speedway 
she's like starting to make out with me, she's telling me to pull my dick out, gives me a blowjob right in the fucking Speedway parking lot. People walking all around us, you know, she's legit like parked up by the front door. Like this isn't even like hiding off in the distance, like just wild shit. So we are in our night there and the next morning I get a text message and she's like, hey, do you like coffee? And I'm like, yeah, of course, I love coffee. She's like, where's your favorite place to go? And I said, fluid. And she goes, what's your favorite drink? And I said, the rocket fuel. So she's like, okay, I got you. I'm like, what do you mean I got you? She's like, just give me your address. I'm going to bring you a coffee before I go to work. And she randomly just bought me a large coffee and stopped by didn't even get out of the car, just handed me a coffee and was like, I'm going to take care of you and I want to be your sugar mama. And I'm just like, you're so full of shit. And she's like, no, she goes, let me take care of you. She goes, I want to pay for all your bills. I want to fucking take care of you. All you have to do is just be, you know, my boyfriend. And at that point, I was just like, oh my God. I can't sit there and, like, in my right mind, do all of this. I don't know. I'm going to end up getting, like, murdered or something. Like, she seems like the type that gets super, like, attached really fast. And this is just not sounding like it's going to end well for good old Chris. So I kind of like was like, no, I don't, you don't have to do anything like that. Let's just, you know, be friends and like hang out and shit. So she's like, okay. The next day she was like, my kids are at school. I'm off today. Come over to my house. Let's watch a fucking movie. Okay, cool. So I'm trying to think what we rented and oh, it was the nun. So we rent the fucking nun. And 10 minutes into this movie, The Nun, she tells me that she hasn't had sex in four years. And the next thing you know, she has my pants off and we're having sex. And in the middle of it, she clenches down on her fucking jaw and has a full-blown fucking seizure. Okay, I'm done. I am completely fucking done. This has just gotten too weird for me, and I like weird shit, but this is, I'm done. So, I excused myself and went home, and that was the last of me and Julia. And I have a very poor, like, idea of what dating in Porter County is right now. And there was, like one other date that came after that and it was again it was like a coffee date and I show up and we were like getting along very well and after the coffee she was like come over to my house to watch a movie I get into her house and we're laying on her bed and before we even like hug for the first time she tells me how much do I know about genital warts and I always stopped her right there. And I was like, I don't want to know anything further. Goodbye. And she got really pissed off and told me how uneducated I was. Because 
you know, I wasn't willing to sit here and risk getting a fucking STD with this random girl that I just met. So, blocked. Goodbye to her, too. Um, honestly, I think she listens to my podcast. So, if you do, hey, I'm sorry. But I gotta look out for myself. And I don't know you like that. Have a nice life. But I, I'm gonna wrap it up. I feel like this was a, a pretty good episode. I'm really excited about it. Getting ready to come to a toll booth. So I need to get my money out and all that good shit. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you all continue listening and telling your friends about it. All that good shit. So for Chris from the Super Like Me podcast, I am saying good day to all of you. And enjoy this beautiful spring weather that we're starting to get. Hey, you right there. Do you like podcasts as much as I do? Sometimes I get bored with the same old bullshit. Sometimes I like to switch it up. Sometimes I like to listen to wrestling podcasts. Sometimes music podcasts. Sometimes I like to even listen to my homies. And I'm going to give a big shout out to my homies, Zach and Brian, who have one of the best podcasts that I'm listening to right now. It's called the 500 Club, club with a K. Search for these boys on everything, Facebook, probably Snapchat somewhere, I don't know, iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit, Instagram, they post pictures of their awesome food, and they're good-ass people. I've known Zach for a few years now, and the man has a heart of gold. You might have a little bad taste in uh, movies. You might not like the movie Climax, which I thought was incredible, but I still love you, Zach. Good luck on your weight loss journey. Make sure you guys check out their podcast. It's good shit. Also, the Hey My Man podcast is a pretty good locally run podcast in Northwest Indiana. A couple older guys, a little older than me, whatever. It's good to hear like stuff like that. Like I'll listen to that show and they'll reminisce about Woodmar Mall and growing up in Northwest Indiana and Hammond and Hessville and stuff. And it's really cool to listen to. The guys kind of sound like dicks, but uh, aren't we all? So plug, 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 plug. Check it out. Enjoy.